Ladies and gents, hey, welcome to the Let's Get It podcast, a podcast that's all about being open, being honest, being real, relevant, and of course, being faith. My name is Jordan, and as always, I'm glad to have you rocking with me on this journey. And today, we have a special guest joining us as we continue in this series, Forgiveness University, FU for short. A really good friend of mine, she is a champion in just about every right. And her story is one where through forgiveness, she turned a tragic nightmare of a situation into an empowering triumph that will only inspire you in all of its dopeness. Introducing my little sissy, Sarah Dreyer, uh, a local from the 7-5. She lives in Chesapeake, Virginia. She's a mother of two boys that she says wake her up every morning and strategize a plan to exhaust her in every way possible. Uh, she's also a wife of six years to a husband who doubles as Captain America. She isn't saying he's Captain America. She's just saying she hasn't seen them in the same room at the same time. Uh, I'm going to let you do with that, whatever you will. Uh, but anyway, I know that she's a firm believer in hope. And she can tell you many testimonies in her life about how God has been there and will never let you down. Uh, there isn't much that she can't do except sleep. Yeah, for some reason, she can't do that. Uh, but somehow, she still manages to, to do some powerful things. And she's got some powerful stuff to say in this interview. And I'm just praying that it blesses you. I, I don't want to wait any longer. Uh, ladies and gents, without further ado, hey, let's get it. Let's go. Uh, she is a, a mom. She is a warrior. She is um, ridiculous. She is currently. How do you do? What? You said so, warrior. I had stuck my muscle up and realized it fell the opposite way. Bruh, that's. I've never seen. She made a muscle and then she starts. I, there's no way to say it. It's arm jiggle. Yeah, she's jiggling her. I'm done. Okay. All right, cool. Cut. No. Go back to uh, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. Anyway, yes, I have Sarah Dreyer with me. Um, and she is, uh, she's going to tell you a story and we're going to have a conversation tonight. Um, and I pray that it blesses you. Um, I pray that it inspires you, um, because I, I, I for one, have just kind of had a chance to watch over the years, um, and just see how she has taken something that should have been tragedy and, um, is inspired to turn it into triumph. So, you know, uh, that's how we're going to get it tonight. But uh, enough about me. Uh, Sarah, why don't you say a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Let's talk about, um, you know, on the come up, talk about when we were younger. You know, I got to tell this story. Oh, the one about yeah. I, God yeah. didn't let me lie? Yeah, how God didn't let you lie. <laughs> the best thing on the face of the earth. So I'll let you tell it your way. 
Um, it's funny what happens when you go to IHOP, and specifically this is the IHOP and Battlefield Boulevard. I got 8 million stories to tell, uh, but there was a night where I ran into Sarah. I had, what, about 10, 15 years back? Yeah, this was... Mm... This was like at least 10, 11 years back. Okay. No, yeah, probably more than that. Probably like 12. I know, we old. We don't need to talk about that. Okay, no, this was just yesterday. All right, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, but no, this was, um, I remember that day. That was funny. So I, um, <laughs> we gonna, we gonna start with the realness. Oh God, okay. Yeah, let's just do it. Okay, so I was with a gentleman. I was in a relationship who was, um, a little less than perfect, but very, uh, very controlling, let's just say. Uh, fast forward, ended up marrying this guy. Uh, anywho, long story short, speaking with Jordan one night, and we, I was in town, and he said, hey, let's, let's get together for dinner. And I said, well, you know, I don't mind doing that, but if, you know, someone with jealous tendencies finds out that I'm with a nice young man out to dinner at the IHOP, nonetheless, something on, so romantic. It is. It's you know exquisite. What I mean? uh, there might be an issue. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to lie to him and tell him I'm going to meet a dear friend and we're going to talk about church youth group. <laughs> 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 because nobody could get mad about going to sit and talk about church youth group. So... Um, fast forward, we go to dinner, we're hanging out, we're talking, I'm explaining, you know, life and how it goes. And what did you get a text message? I can't remember. Somebody um, got a text message that they were close to the IHOP that we were at. Who was it? Oh uh, my God. It was somebody we were in church youth group with. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it was that. And then there was the, the fact that I, I was actually the youth leader at the time. And right. so, uh, and we ended up having this deep conversation about God and, and yeah, so God really didn't... He didn't let me lie. So he uh, sent this other person to have dinner with us. Yeah. So I wouldn't look like a liar. Yeah, it was it was, the, it was, it was totally cool. You know yeah. you're favored when Jesus won't let you lie. Yeah, he really... And, and, and he didn't, because I just remember how all the pieces came together at the same exact time while she was explaining it. And I was just like, yeah, yeah. come on, God. That's come cool. On. So in in the grand scheme of things, that night I ended up looking like a saint, and not a little liar. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was hilarious. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yeah, more about you. What's what's going on with you? Who who you be? Uh, I don't I don't be much. Um, I'm flattered that you're you're allowing me to partake in your podcast with you. Essentially, I'm just a mother and a woman of God and a, a married woman. Um, who's just essentially on this planet to not mess things up so bad. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's that's good. That's Long backstory, I don't know that your podcast has a lot of time for that. A lot of... Uh... Uh, we got time. Uh, you know, we got as, as long as absolutely necessary. Um, as long as that's still within the time frame of... Uh... Uh, half an hour or so. Yeah, yeah good, sure. Yeah. I can fit 33 years into half an hour. I mean, most people can. Can I do 33 minutes? Um, can I do one minute a year? Let's start 1986, March 25th. Oh, wow. 1986. You know, we, let's... Inst you know, 19 no? No, no, okay. let's, let's probably not. What did your hair look like in 1986? Bruh, I think that was... I had a Gumby. I don't know if y'all remember that. Like, black people's hairstyles are just... 
yeah, I'm gonna cry if we talk about that. Okay, we're gonna fast forward. What the heck I was thinking? I, I, was, <laughs> okay. I was, I was, I was five. Well, but, you whatever. tell, you tell me where, where we, where you want to start. Um, all right. Well, let's start with, uh, um, let's start with your inspirations, um, and how the irony of your situation is that I'm pretty sure the enemy meant to, um, you know, really meant to take you out. Maybe not kill you, obviously. But, no, you know, but definitely just, was had it out for me. Yeah, had it yeah. out for you. Still does. Um, In fact, I think they always. I think it always does. I'm sure. I'm and sure. I, and I feel like the far, the closer you lean on God, the the harder they push back. Yeah, yeah, absolute, absolute. But um, yeah, let's talk about how um specifically from you know I've been doing this uh this series on Forgiveness University, um, to your level of comfort. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about how you were able to walk through that because this is what I saw. Um, as we had the conversations, I saw a lot of, uh, I saw a lot of you having to still live with this individual, mm-hmm. obviously not in the house. Um, but you know, you had to, you had to co-parent with him. You mm-hmm. had to make decisions with him still. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you ultimately just had to continue to, to face, um, the past, you know, in a previous, uh, in a previous podcast episode, I talked about how you know, have to get rid of material things um, and how memory is material. Uh, because if you didn't have the memory, then you wouldn't necessarily have to hold on to uh, some of the things that you've done, good or bad, or, I mean, mm-hmm. simple or, or just, you know, things that have happened to you, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. you know, um, let's uh, talk about how you were able to navigate um, what, especially from a forgiveness perspective, because I'm, I'm sure that on a daily basis, in some way, shape, form, or fashion, you have to continue to forgive this person to be able to operate and you know not pull out a gun and and shoot him so let's let's talk about that okay so uh yeah i i went into a relationship early in my life probably around 19 i feel like when you're the most impressionable Mm -hmm. and i will say this up front no matter what i feel about him no matter what i angst and anger i had towards him at certain points of time i will never badmouth him this individual um, was just that, an individual, and I think a very sad, and I think a very lonely, and I think a very tortured individual because that person did not have what I have, and that was hope and understanding and um, a God to rely on. So I'll, I'll put that out there up front. It's not a bashing moment. I think it's a teachable moment. Okay. Um, but I also have forgiven him on multiple occasions. However, I don't want what I went through other women to go through and think that there's essentially no out. Wow. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I met an individual at 19. I was very impressionable. He was 20 years older than me. You know, you're 19 and you're mad at the world. You settle with the first person that has their own house and bank account. And you call them Zaddy. (laughs) Yeah. So you just, you go with it. We had a good relationship at first. Everything was very, um, extravagant and new and fresh and everybody falls for that love Mm -hmm. and I think that you know everybody says well you know if it's what God wanted you who God wanted you to be with then you know you you listen and you go with them Mm -hmm. and my my opinion is that's not who God wanted me to be with that's who I wanted to be with right and I ignored God and went with it so we ended up that's another part of that conversation that I have Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I ignored God and yeah. God did not want me to be with this individual, but he also knows that he, I wrote, he wrote my story and you know, anyway, so we got married. 
Um, this was in 2007, eight, we got married. I can't remember when we got married. And then um, things went bad pretty much right after the marriage. That's when the verbal abuse started, the mental abuse started, and just the the controlling and the manipulation. And I, you know, I, I had moved away from my parents. I was with this individual and life wasn't easy, but it was easier just to stay and keep your head down and, mm-hmm. and muster through, mm-hmm. which is why that conversation that you and I had in the beginning about the IHOP was very important because that would have been a, that would have been a huge no, no with, with repercussions for me yeah. had he found out the truth. So that's why yeah. I did not, God was like, I ain't going like to look like a liar. Yeah. So, yeah. um, you know, we ended up having a child together, a beautiful baby boy, nine pound baby boy for all those women out there listening. I'm in the nine pound club. Anyway, is that a thing? That's a thing. <laughs> and I promise you, you'll get comments on this podcast that that is a thing. That's a thing. These thing. women with okay. these little six-pound babies. I'm like, that's cute. That's a kitten. Wow. I had a toddler. Okay. Straight came out driving a car and drinking Starbies. Oh, God. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, said, you said, let's be real. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Open, honest, real. So, like I said, I don't want to, ba- I'm not going to badmouth this individual because whoever listens to this podcast is going to know who I'm talking about. So, we had a child together. Things got even worse in any relationship with with women and men who are in abusive relationships. I feel like abuse manifests in all sorts of ways. Okay. Uh, mental, physical, uh, you know, emotional, uh, financial. I think abuse can really be categorized. Obviously, the one that we focus the most on is your physical because that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you don't see what the mental and the verbal does to people because those are scars you hold on the inside. Right, yeah. So you want to talk about forgiveness and how it's hard to forgive the mental and the physical. We had a child, you know, it didn't work out. Unfortunately, I filed for divorce and literally had to leave overnight. I packed up my clothes, my son's clothes, and that's it. Left everything in the house and packed up overnight because things were starting to get a little physical and I was a little afraid. Mm -hmm. And it took a while for me to really forgive him and the, the torture that I went through and I will call it torture because it's my story and it felt like torture. Yeah, no, it, it, it was. It was torture. It yeah. was, I was looking over my shoulder, um, the threatening text messages, the, you know, I'll find you text messages. Those have, a, they yeah. play a mental role on anybody, especially when I had an 18 month old baby. That's uh, it's one of those things where I was glad that you didn't tell me what was happening as it was happening. Yes, because somebody would have gotten hit with a car. I don't know how that happened, officer. And then it just spontaneously went in reverse. Incarcerated for murder. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know what. So we we didn't co-parent for a while there, um, only because things were so bad. A couple Mm -hmm. of protective orders were filed, and you know things things just did not. They just they weren't good. Mm-hmm. And we'll leave it at that. We'll scratch the surface maybe later on another date. Okay. But once I got away from that and I was able to look, and I was able to look back, and I fully relied on God, I fully relied on my faith, and I fully relied on the fact that, the, as Kanye West put it, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. We are not going to look them for wisdom, but go ahead. But he straight said it, Yeah. and I, I believe so. in that. No. <laughs> Who yeah. else said that? Like some major... Every, everybody. Everybody. Definitely somebody. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. As the Cayenne West says. Cayenne. Good. Um, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Mm-hmm. And there were times in my life with him 
that I thought he was going to kill me. Let's get deep. Okay. We got deep. So, but it didn't happen, you know, clearly. Thankfully. Yeah. Thankfully. There you go. Um, but then we're going to talk about the forgiveness part. It took me a while to get to that forgiveness. It took me a lot of prayer. It took me a lot of quiet moments. It took me a lot of tortured moments with lawyers and judges and court systems and oh, just all sorts of stuff to actually to actually start the the process of forgiving. God says you forgive everybody, but I totally believe it's a process. Yeah. And it probably <clears throat> took me six years in that process. Wow. At okay. least. All right. But I feel like... No, no, no. It's okay. Let, let's put a pin in that. Um, let's put so it took you six years. And how old is, is baby boy now? Ten. Ten. Or he'll okay. be ten. Okay. So, yeah, it's about three, four years in, in the actual grace period. Um, talk about raising your son in, in dealing with that process. Like... Because I feel like the, you know, my my concern when when I understood everything for what it was, uh, was my God, like it had to be so heavy on you to be able to, you know, work on you, and then also make sure that this young impressionable mind, um, was not being overly affected by this as well. Like Correct. what did, what did that look like? That was a struggle because no matter. Like I said, how I felt about this individual, he was always my son's father. Yeah, yeah. And God, from the very beginning, when he blessed me with my son, he he told me, you're going to raise a man of God. Mm-hmm. So how do you, as a single mother, with a gentleman who is less than stellar example mm-hmm. of a man of God, raise a man mm-hmm. of God? Wow. It was deep, and it was hard, and it took um, it took a lot of focus and intent on my part Mm -hmm. because no matter who he was to me he was always my son's father and my son loved him so raising him in this atmosphere it was a lot of um mommy was real fake for a long time (laughs) (laughs) i was mommy was real fake like yes of course your dad took you to mcdonald's and it was the best day ever and meanwhile i'm thinking like Dude, I packed you up in the middle of the night and carried you away yeah. <laughs> for protection. But dad's the best ever. There you go. And just not not letting my emotions rub off on my child because I could have tarnished. Right. I could have tarnished my child against him. I could have said your father is, you know, a, not a, a good man. A D-bag? Yeah. d is okay. I'm I sure. could have said that. D-bag moment. But I chose not to because I know that my son was going to form his own opinion at some point. Especially if I raised him in the right way, in the strong way. Uh That he's very intellectual and he will eventually see for his own self. He doesn't need my influence. But it was very hard to protect him and to hide him from things that were going on. I did a lot of ugly crying in my closet with like a glass of wine and a pack of Oreos. With like Handy Manny on the TV. You know, like sit here and eat this mac and cheese. Mom's gonna go ugly cry. Gotcha. I could tap into my inner white girl and ask you why you didn't have choco wine. Because I'm not a basic. Ouch. I've had wine choco wine before. Girl. It's, no, I'm just kidding. Choco it's so wine. good. Though. It's actually good. No, I'm more. I see. Look, I was a broke single mom, and it was probably not payday, so it was like a four dollar bottle of Rex Goliath. I don't even know what the heck that is. We had payday wine, and we had non payday wine. Yo, that's. 
Actually, that's deep. <laughs> I'm like, we're going to have oodles and noodles for the fifth night in a row, but mom's got that, that non-payday wine in the fridge. Wow. And you said oodles and noodles for the fifth night? Now, that, that's a forgiveness thing right there. You know, because I, I used to, to have that. to put food coloring in the soup, in the oodles and noodles, uh-huh. the ramen noodles. Yeah. Because Trey would be like, I don't want that again, so I would put green food coloring in it, and I'd be like, it's Hulk soup. If you eat this, you turn into Hulk. Look, single moms Bruh. get resourceful. Respect. <laughs> Yo, 100% respect right now. You, you wow. do what you have to do. But I mean, yeah, that, that actually, I think that uh, that speaks clearly to your ability to be resilient in the process. Just being creative because somebody who's probably given up then or just has accepted that for what it is and, and embraced the defeat of the moment would probably mm. not even do that. So they would no, say, no. yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, serious respect to you on that one. I wasn't perfect. Oh. I'm still not perfect. I'm a hot mess express. Nobody's perfect. Yeah, no, but you're... he ate every day. Dang it. Yeah. It yeah. might've been SpaghettiO surprise or green soup, but he ate it. <laughs> and mama went to work the next day. <laughs> wow. Wow, that's cool. I don't even remember where we were. Oh, my God. Well, no, we were just talking about raising him. Um, oh, yeah, no. So I raised him to just form your own opinion and give everybody a chance, no matter what others' opinions are on somebody. And I chose not to tarnish my son. Like, I think so many people who are in a co-parenting role do. Wow, okay. Not saying that that wasn't respected on the other end, but on my end, it mm-hmm. was upheld and it was Okay. No, respected. no, no. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, uh, I want to go there. You mm-hmm. don't have to, if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Um, but can we talk about December? Yeah. And what that looks like now. Yeah. So after, and it, and it's funny how the heart heals. Um, after, like I said, it took a six year process for me to forgive him for everything that happened in our marriage. Um, I forgave him, you know, cause forgive him. They know not what they do. Mm-hmm. He was, mm. <laughs> he didn't walk in, God. Amen. Mm. Um, he didn't walk in a light that I walked in mm-hmm. and I had to realize that about him, that he didn't have the faith that I had and the hope that I had. And I chose to forgive him. You know, I forgave him whether to his face or silently. And I said, you know, I don't want to carry this angst towards him anymore. I really want to co-parent with him. Even still, after I met my husband now, who I'm deeply, madly in love with, he's the king of my world. Really kind of. Prettiest pretty boy ever. Mm, he's so pretty. Shots to Ethan. I'm not saying he's Captain America, but have you ever seen my husband and Captain America in the same room at the same time? I got nothing. That's right. Okay. Okay? Mm-hmm. Just K. Okay. JK, LOL. <laughs> so, uh, we're talking about December. We're getting deep. See, when I get uncomfortable, I get funny. Okay. So, um, it's a defense mechanism. I've been told my whole entire life I'm wildly adolescent. Like, I'm just uncomfortable. Uh, That's good. So, I forgave him. Mm -hmm. Still put me through torture. Still torture. I'm not going to get there. The biggest torture of all, maybe? The biggest torture of all. He left me with a little bit of a mess here. But, um, so December 19th of 2018, this past year. This individual committed suicide four days before Christmas, five days before Christmas. Six. Six? We don't know math. I don't know math. We went to Indian River. We do not know math. Shout out to the Riverheads. (laughs) Sorry, Miss Smith. Oh, wow. 
Attention teachers and students. Attention teacher. We had the famous Mr. Fry. Love that man. Okay, so yeah, there we go. We get deep about suicide, then we switch right to the where we are comfortable. So he did. He committed suicide um, December 19th, 2018. Unfortunately, it took us about three days to find him and to find out because Mm -hmm. he had um, done this in a different state than where we were. I'm not going to go into detail. Okay. However, we found out December 23rd at about 1130 at night. How do you tell your nine-year-old little boy who is excited about Christmas two days away? Right. That, how do you tell your nine-year-old child who unconditionally loved an individual what they've done? Right. And that was, this is where you can insert the ugly cry face. That was probably the hardest thing as a mother. Mm-hmm. The leaving in the middle of the night, the protective orders, the standing in front of the judges, the on again, off agains hadn't failed in comparison to this moment mm-hmm. where my world stopped because for that one guilty moment, I was free. Right. But now he is wow. caged with this for the rest of his life. Wow. Okay. And then that mom guilt sits in and everybody knows what that mom guilt is. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It was difficult, um, but we, my husband, with the help of my husband and my amazing mother and myself. Shout out to Jane Costello. Shout out, mama. Um, we told him that night, you know, mm-hmm. I as a mom decided not to tell him what happened. Yeah. Only because it was Christmas and I wanted to get through Christmas. We just told him there was an accident and his father mm-hmm. was involved and um, that he had passed away. And that was the hardest moment as a mom and as a believer and as a, okay, God, you have totally made this happen. What am I supposed to do with this? How in the world am I supposed to come out of this with my son intact? And I contributed to the nine years leading up to this, that I raised him to walk in the light as well. Okay. And to understand that we don't understand things. Right. Right. Understand we don't understand things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that we don't always have the answers, but God does. And we lean on him and we just get the peace and the comfort. He's not going to tell us the answers, but we get the peace. Yeah. So with the help of that and with therapy and with some very close family friends who walked through this with us, um, what is it? June 19th. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. What is it? June 19th? No, it's 20th. The 20th. Yesterday. Yesterday was June 19th would have been exactly six months. That he passed away. He's doing Mm. so well. Mm. He's doing so well to the fact that he can talk to his dad every day. Okay. And not get emotional. Okay. And he's, and and we, and we explained to him after Christmas what he had actually done and the act of suicide and um, the mental illness piece of it. And now he wants to, he wants to understand mental illness. And we want to understand mental illness together as a family. Wow. Okay. That's good. That's good. So I think the blessing out of it is that he's going to learn a valuable lesson. And I think he's going to learn that life is too short. Yeah. And even at your own hand, life can be too short. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's uh, I know that's been a piece. You know, we've, we've been walking through that, um, especially since I lost my friend Kelly last year. And 
yeah, you, you, you never know what somebody is legitimately going through. Even if you know, like we were aware, like we're on watch. I, I wasn't sure exactly. You see how warning we were. signs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, man, that is, that's a lot. Um, and I guess ultimately, and I think I tried everything along with, um, another close family friend who walked through this with us. We saw the warning signs mm-hmm. and everybody has warning signs. And I, I I felt a little guilt that I maybe didn't come to him and ask him, hey, are you planning to hurt yourself? Because I'm mm. like, I'm the ex-wife. He's never going to tell me. Yeah, yeah. I kind of, I was about to say, I was like, I, I, I don't know. I didn't even question that because I figured it's one of those things where, you know, I, I know some exes are, are actually really cool. And I figured that wasn't you guys. Maybe just a touch, you know. Mm, um, we were cool, like. I don't know. I thought it said cool, like, like housewives. <gasps> they ain't never cool. They're never cool, but we should totally but make a petition to have a real housewives of no, Bob Beach. Nope. 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 Thank you. No. <laughs> <clears throat> nah, we're good. We're really good on that. Uh, well, you know what? Let's, um, there ain't no way you can quote unquote put a bow on this. You can't. And that's why we need to do two podcasts. Chill out. <laughs> There's so yeah. much more to the story. So she's coming back. That's she's self-inviting. You know, I, yeah. I probably would have let her come on anyway. But yeah, yeah, she's definitely doing that. All right. Well, I'll put it this way. If there is one thing um, <clears throat> that you are telling anybody who is going through this type of situation um, from from a faith perspective or, or even otherwise, but you know, this is what we do. This is open out as real faith here and trying to keep it as relevant as possible mm-hmm. because like we said earlier, we're old, um, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. If there's one thing you're telling anybody who's going through this, um, what's, 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 what's the one thing for you? What's the one oh, big thing? I don't know that I can summon into one thing. My favorite thing to you're say, gonna try I'm going to try. Okay. Because I know we're all short on time. My favorite thing Every morning would say, just keep swimming. Every morning I would wake up and I would ask God, just get me to the end of the night. Mm-hmm. When you got a grieving little boy, you've got life going by you. Um, you know, just get me through the day your way. Mm-hmm. And just lean on him every single day. You wake up, you put your feet on the floor, you just pray, Lord God, just get me to the other side of today. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking. And then every day starts getting a little bit easier. Um, and just don't give up. And don't give up on yourself, your children, your loved ones, your friends who you think are going through mental illness, who are contemplating suicide. Even if it's a super uncomfortable question, ask the question. Mm-hmm. My guilt is I did not come out and straight ask the question, are you planning to hurt yourself? You know, there's suicide prevention lines out there. There's all sorts of um, help for individuals. Um, seek it. Seek the help. Lean on God. Um, just keep swimming and Rex Goliath makes a good four dollar non payday wine. Buy it. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus be praised. And that's it. That's all I got. Wow. Wow. Okay, cool. Well, um, Sarah, you know, I love you. You're the homie. That was a weird uh, rambling mess. I'm so sorry. Nah, it, it was a, a very organized rambling mess. So I, I think it was good. I think it was good. Okay. Um, but yeah, thank you for, for coming on. I definitely appreciate you rocking yeah, with me all these years me. in the first place. And uh, maybe we'll get to talk about some more of your other endeavors on on the next time out. I'd like to do that. I'd like to be um, like your producer sidekick. 
producer sidekick. <laughs> producer sidekick. I need you on the back of the thing. Like, and cut. Now we can just stop like that. Okay. okay. Yeah, this is a problem. Yo. Hey, son. How crazy was that? Yo, listen. I think it's amazing how when we simply walk through life the right way, we actually personify the word of God. I mean, it would never look like that in the natural, but because Sarah faced every challenge in her situation, she revealed that all things really do work for those who believe in a called according to his purpose. And I'm sure we'll cover that in another episode since she so graciously has invited herself back. I'm talking about being my producer. Man, please. Nah, I'm just kidding. I am more than happy to have her. Hey, but listen, guys, real quick. Uh, congrats, first off, to Melanie Ann Skaggs. She doesn't know it, but she is winner one of the FU contest. See, it pays to actually do these things, people. My God. Um, she will receive a $25 Visa gift card. You know, the last one hasn't been decided yet, but stay tuned. It may not be decided. We may do another contest. Uh, lastly, though, don't forget, of course, in saying thank you, please follow us on FB at The Inspired One Enterprises and also on Instagram at The Inspired One. And remember that the second I in inspired is a number one because, you know, that's what we are. Just saying. Put that out there real quick. And don't forget on every major podcast platform, please subscribe, leave those five stars and a generous review, you know, just because you love us and, you know, you want us to be great, just like we want you to be great. That's how that works out. And thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you once again for rocking with us. Uh, And always remember to be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Hey, one love. Keep rocking. Brown out. Ladies and gents, welcome to the Let's Get It podcast, a podcast that's all about being open, being honest, being real, relevant, and of course, being faith. Uh, My name is Jordan, and as always, I'm glad to have you rocking with me on this journey. Today, we have a special guest joining us. I'm going to kill him. Kill him.